You're listening to the Bread of Life podcast, featuring my latest teachings from the Word of God. The Word is truth and life to those who find Him, and Jesus is ready to be found. You see, I believe it's very important that we take the time to know ourselves, to know our ways and to know our actions. Because no one knows us like ourselves. I'll show you something here. It says in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 11, it says, What man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no man knoweth the things of God, but the Spirit of God. Amen? What man knoweth the things of a man? The things of a man, the motives, the thoughts, the the intents. Who is able to perceive these things? Save the spirit of that man. You see, many of us know that the Spirit searches us. He searches us out to know our motives. But I think it's very important for us to understand that we too have a Spirit who searches us if we allow Him. He searches us to reveal the truth that is in us. And the Spirit of God, when He performs a similar search, What he finds confirms with our spirit that which is true. You see, how best can we know ourselves if we don't spend time with ourselves in meditation, in pondering, and in communion with our heart? It is with the communion of our heart we get to better understand ourselves and to better understand even the hidden things that is within. I'll show you something here in Proverbs, Proverbs 20, verse 27. The Bible says that the human spirit is the lamp of the Lord that sheds light on one's inmost being. The lamp of the Lord that sheds light on our inward parts. You see, our spirit is the light of God which goes about examining our inward parts, examining and revealing that which is hidden, revealing that which we may not know from surface level. And as the light is used to expose darkness, as the light is used to expose things hidden, so is this light, so is our spirit that reveals unto us our inward thoughts, and our motives. And oftentimes this is done in the sense of us having a conscience, having a conscience over a matter, you know, knowing and having that sense of what is right and what is wrong. I believe this is the light that shines forth in those areas that we may not know from face value, but, you know, our spirit searches these things out and reveals it to us. You see, the Bible invites us in many ways to commune with our heart, and it shows us many examples of men and women of God who have performed this act and the results that they've got from it. I just want to share with you some of these examples before I move on further. 
Now I want to dive into John 8 and share something here because it talks about a woman who was caught in adultery and it mentions that she was brought before Jesus by the Pharisees because she was caught in the very act of this thing. And they brought her there and mentioned that she ought to be stoned. According to Moses' law, she ought to be stoned. And they wanted to know what Jesus had to say on the matter. And so after they had presented her and asked him the question, the Bible says in verse 7 that they continued even to ask him because he answered them not. And at some point he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one. You see, here we can see that Jesus didn't even have to preach a sermon on this subject matter. He didn't even have to speak much, you know. He didn't even have to convince them that, in fact, if they too are in the same boat as this woman. But he left them to their own conscience. And the Bible says that they were convicted by their own conscience. And that is what made them walk away one by one. You see, their own spirit man was able to search within to identify that of a truth, they stood there accusing this woman, but yet they stood there with sin. Because Jesus said that he who is without sin shall cast the first stone. And no one had to ask or tell them whether or not this was true or not. But they knew within themselves the light of God, their own spirit man was able to shine within themselves to reveal the truth that they stood there with sin. And so they walked away knowing this truth. You see, no one really has to tell you about you because you know you. But I think the million dollar question is, are you willing to take heed to that which the Spirit speaks unto you and make the necessary corrections so that you can be in right standing with God? Are you willing to commune with your own heart and find out the truth that sits within? You know, whilst I was meditating on this, I was reminded even of the story of Zacchaeus, the tax collector, you know, because he at some point after meeting Jesus stood up and said that he wanted to give half of his possessions to the poor. Now, we know that this man was a tax collector and the people made it clear to us that he too was a sinner. This was the report of the people that he was a sinner. But after meeting Jesus, his conscience, his own spirit within was able to search and to reveal the fact 
that he sits amongst a holy man. And yes, salvation was at the door of his house. And he knew that in order for him to continue in the right way, he needed to be rid of that which was sin. And in this case, it was any collection of money that was done falsely. And so by the conviction of his own spirit and not by anyone telling him and not by Jesus even prompting him, he stands up and says that he wants to give half of his possessions to the poor and that if he had cheated anyone out of anything, he will pay it back. Four times the amount. And here we see a man who pronounces these things in order to clear his conscience. Did he not know this from the beginning? Well, maybe you said he did, but at that time he did not have the conviction to do something about it. But now he has met Jesus. Now he had come into the presence of Jesus. And his own spirit has made a diligent search to reveal unto him that which was always there but unknown to him. And the Spirit of God bears witness to this because it was at that point that when he pronounced this that Jesus said, Salvation has come to this house and truly he is a son of Abraham. Amen. You see, the Bible also goes on to talk about the story of the prodigal son. And it mentions that he was a man who came from a house of plenty and found himself in a situation of want. But one day he came to his senses, the Bible says. And it also mentions that he said to himself that I have sinned against heaven and against my father. You see, for him to have said this to himself, it goes to show that he was coming from a place of meditation, meditating on his heart, meditating on his condition and where he was. And it is from this meditation, it's from this communion with his heart that he began to realize that he had sinned. And because he wanted reconciliation with the father, he decided to get up and return to his father. You see, when you commune with your heart, your spirit will begin to speak back to you. And at this time, you will begin to realize certain things that you would not have realized if you not had communed with your heart. In the beginning, when the prodigal son was living lavishly, he did not realize he had sinned. But it was at that point when he began to meditate in his heart, it was revealed to him the state of his condition. And with that vexation of being in that condition, he decided to return to his father. Hmm. We praise God that there's always a door open for us to return back to him. Amen. You see, it's most often in our prayer time that we can conduct these meditations. It's during that quiet time that we have with God. 
And it's during these times that we ought to remain open to hear what the Spirit has to say. You see, one of the scriptures that actually led me to this topic was Psalms 4. Psalms 4 verse 4, and I'll just read it here. It says, stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. And there's also a similar verse in Ephesians even that reads a similar thing. It says in Ephesians 4, 26, it says, Be ye angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. You see, when I was really meditating on this and looked into this further, I began to then realize that when the scripture says, be ye angry, it's saying, be angry at the sin and stop sinning. The Amplified Version reveals this in such details, to be angry at the sin and stop sinning. And it even uses the words such as tremble and, and to be with fear at the sin and stop sinning. You see, I believe the scripture is trying to tell us that we ought to commune with ourselves, you know, take up communion with our hearts. And when it searches us, our spirit, when it searches us, we ought to tremble at what it finds. If it finds that which is unclean, we ought to tremble at it, be angry at it and stop sinning by the help of the Holy Spirit. And one of the key things it mentions, even in Ephesians, it says, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. So at that point when you've identified the wrong, at that point when the light shines in that hidden part of your heart and brings up things that you didn't even know existed, at that moment, you ought to not let the sun go down. You ought to not let another day pass without you making amends and making yourself right with God once again. And even if it's with your neighbor, it's making that amends in that day. Otherwise, I believe that if we leave it till the next day, it is giving room to the devil. It's giving room for him to come in and to have his way with us. Because he's always looking for something, looking for something to accuse us of. And if we don't sort ourselves out in this way, he will have this against us. But we ought to remain vigilant, even in these times that we're in, we ought to remain vigilant at his devices and to know that if we identify something, it is at that moment before the sun goes down, we ought to sort it out. And even as the dust settles in the evening, I believe it is a duty for each and every one of us as Christians to settle any grievances and not make a known issue settle at the end of the day. And we ought to repent of that which is found and to seek the forgiveness of God. You see, on verse 5 of the same Psalms 4, it says that we ought to offer the sacrifices of righteousness. And I believe that sacrifice it talks about 
is our repentance that will bring us in right standing with God. You see, if we're not made aware of something, if we're not made aware of a wrongdoing or a transgression that we may have made, then we are not guilty of that sin. But if we know a thing to be wrong, and if we refuse to make it right, if we refuse to do something about it, then that sin remains. You see, Jesus makes this clear in John 15, verse 22. He says that if you are not made aware of it, it is as though you have a cloak over you. But if you are made aware of it, even by the hearing of his word, then you are guilty of that sin if you don't do it. Dear friend, I'm speaking to you from the Bible itself. The Bible says that tomorrow is not promised to no man. And so I would urge you, and even in the words of Paul, I would beseech you to settle any debt, any wrongdoing in the manner and time that you are made aware of it so that you can have a clear conscience and be at peace with God. You see, one of the things I've got to find out is that even though the Bible is teaching us to be angry at our own sins, this is something that's been displayed throughout even the Old Testament, where it mentions countless of times that God's wrath would rise against the sin of a people. Now, it's important to realize that the wrath of God did not rise because of the people, but it rose because of the sin of the people. Romans 1 verse 18 even gives reference to this. God's wrath is at the sin and our wrath ought to be at the sin itself. And I think what happens many a time is that, you know, a person feels condemned within themselves about something and that condemnation rests upon them as an individual, as a person. But we need to shift that sightings from the person who performed it and onto the sin itself. And with that recognition of it, we ought to turn from our ways back to the face of God. Be ye angry and sin not. You see, we have to remember that the spirit that we have is a spirit that the Lord has given us. And our spirit has eyes, eyes to see and search out that which our natural eyes cannot do. It has eyes to seek and to search out even the hidden parts of us. Amen. And one of the ways in which the Lord does this is through his word. Through his word, he's able to search within our hearts and to know our thoughts, to know our motives. In fact, Hebrews says that it searches out the intents of our thoughts, the intents of our heart. And so I would encourage you to daily read the word of God so that daily you are able to understand the motives 
the true motives and the thoughts that lies within. Bring them to the surface. And if there's anything that is not right with God, then something can be done about it. It's important for us to desire to live a life void of conscience. You know, the beauty of laying your head at bed at night, knowing that you have no debt to pay to man nor God. <laughs> this, my friend, is rest. This is peace. You see, I think it's important for us to understand and remember that when David had sinned against the Lord with Bathsheba and Nathan had revealed to him what he had done, you know, the Bible mentions that David asked the Lord for forgiveness. He said, I have sinned against the Lord. And I think it's important for us to understand that when David confessed this, it's in the same verse that Nathan pronounces to him that the Lord has put away thy sin. You see, as quick as he confessed it, the forgiveness of God came as quick also. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. I believe life becomes much lighter if we live in this manner, you know. We don't have to carry around the weight of sin day upon day upon day. And if we just uplift it by our confessions, life becomes much lighter. So perhaps you're listening to me right now and uh, the Spirit of God is searching you and revealing to you things that you may have said, you may have done, and things that you know was displeasing to God, but at the time you did not see it, but He's revealing it to you now, and you know that another moment, another day cannot go by unless you settle this debt. Perhaps even your own conscience is speaking to you right now about things that you did not even know until now because it is revealing it unto you. I would like to let you know that you no longer have to live with this weight, to live with this shame and the enemy no longer has to have an accusation over you. It can end today. Jesus is ready to forgive today. Salvation is today. I would like you to join me now in a very short prayer. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I recognize you as Savior and as one who forgives sins. I believe that you descended from heaven, lived a life holy on this earth, died and rose again and now you are seated at the right hand of the Father. I come before you with an open heart and I ask if that if there's been anything I've done of wrongdoing to my neighbor or to you, I ask that you forgive me. I ask that your Holy Spirit will help me to stop sinning in this area. 
in the book of Psalms, it mentions that we ought to meditate on your word day and night. And so I ask you to help me to do just that so that you, via your spirit, be able to commune with my spirit and reveal unto me truths untold so I can live a godly life. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Bread of Life podcast. Visit our website, nomoreblind.com for more information regarding this podcast and many others. Share this message with your friends and family and help us spread the word of God, which restores our soul. Until next time, remember, the grass may wither and the flower may fade, but the word of God will never change.